welcome to the Spiritual Intelligence Podcast, Awakening Your Inner Power with Daniel Martinez-Stahl, where we will explore, discover, and integrate different aspects of our spiritual and human nature so that we can all thrive and live life with more grace and ease instead of struggle. So welcome to the Spiritual Intelligence Podcast once again. My name is Daniel Martinez-Stahl, and with me today is a friend of mine uh, whose name is Steph Sibihowski. And I kind of butchered that a little bit, but Sibihowski, uh, it is a name that I have struggled with for a long time. Um, me too. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> nonetheless, uh, just so that the uh, members of the the podcast are aware, Seth is uh, built uh, built. He's built in the UK. Um, <laughs> he's he lives in the UK. Uh, he is part of my three principles family. Um, he's part of the community. Um, in the last episode, we talked about, um, or in the last few episodes, we've been talking about the three principles. Um, it's been coming up, uh, and in the last episode. I um, specifically went into more detail on that. So if you missed uh, the last episode, it's the episode with Joe Bailey. Um, please go back and, and speak to that. I'm sure that uh, the term will come up uh, during our conversation, but, uh, but nonetheless. So um, I will let Steph introduce himself, just a brief introduction as to who you are, and, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. So the name, it's interesting you you uh, were saying about the name. I, I, my, my father was from Poland, uh, first generation Poland. So I remember the first time I went to Poland, they asked me what my name was at the airport or something like that, or in a bank or something. And I said, Steph Sibielski. And they said, no, no, that's not right. <laughs> Say it again. So I said it again. And they said, no, no, it's it's Sibihovsky. So I've been saying my own name wrong for 60 plus years now. <laughs> so, Daniel, believe me, you, you, you know, you've got nothing to worry about. I'm, I'm the learner. <laughs> Beautiful. So, yeah, Steph Sibihovsky. Um, I am a dad. I am a musician. And I am a, as you were describing, Daniel, I'm a, I'm a what we call a three principles coach, facilitator, practitioner. And what that means is that um, over the last seven years, I've spent my time sharing these principles um, to many kind of diverse sections of society. So with, with corporations, with military veterans, with schools, um, gambling addiction uh, conferences, I'll, I'll, I'll go anywhere, basically. I'll, um, I'll get in totally over my head, but it has been an extremely nourishing ride for my own journey if you like my own 
understanding of life beyond form, of the spiritual side of ourselves as human beings. It's been life transforming, as I imagine it has been for you, Daniel. As it has, as it has. Thank you. So as a way of getting started, I would love to have you speak a little bit about what it means to you that we all have inner power. So that's a really good question. So I remember growing up as a kid. I remember having the experience of quite a challenging time um, at school. I was really small and um, I was quite uh, sensitive. So I would get, you know, with a name like mine, I, I got bullied quite a lot and it was it became a feature of my daily life. And I went from primary school to secondary school, which we have in the UK. And then I went to college and then I went to work. And it seemed that I had a an opinion of myself, had an idea of who I was as being this extremely nervous, confused um, person that was just not quite good enough, you know, just not quite um, as good as everybody else. I thought I wasn't as smart. I thought I wasn't as um, physically able as other people to do things and that that had the effect of limiting my options in life I you know I, I was so uh, self-conscious that you know, I couldn't ask the girl out I couldn't go to that party I couldn't go to the interview for that job because I believed that what I had thought about myself, the idea that I had about myself was true and real and, and, and it wasn't good enough. When I first began to look into the idea of the understanding that we call the three principles but it's basically the same truth whether you're talking about any philosophy or any religion there's a there's to me it feels like there is a a thread or several threads of truth that run through every spiritual understanding so when I began to look into, this was a long time ago, I looked into Taoism, I looked into Buddhism, I looked into Sufism. I, I, was, I, I wanted to find out if there was something more. 
And I always had the sense that there was something bigger than me. I always had the sense that I had more power than I allowed myself to believe. But it was a difficult, it was a difficult research, you know. I, there were a lot of things that I read that, that felt true, but I couldn't quite relate it back to my actual daily life. It felt like it was out there, you know. And then when I came across this understanding that we call the three principles, it tied everything together. It tied all those threads. I began to recognize truth in all the, in, in all the reading that I've been doing, in all the research I've been doing during my life. And I got a really, really strong sense that instead of it just being me and my failings, I look back on my life and I could actually see where I'd been guided. I could see where life had kind of taken me and shown me the truth of who I was and how life could Nav help me navigate through those those areas. I, I look back on my life. I look back on some, you know, really traumatic for me experiences, and I could see how they were an invitation to see the deeper part of me. They were an invitation for me to evolve and grow and understand who I really was. And with that came a sense of empowerment, like you were saying. There was a sense of, oh, right, so this isn't, this isn't just me against the world. There is a design, there is an intelligence behind life. And I could see how, even though there were times in my life where I, I really definitely didn't get what I wanted, I could see with hindsight how the experience had helped me to grow and understand more of who I was.
So the power that comes with understanding <sighs> the power that comes with knowing that there is a deeper dimension to us not only helps us navigate our lives it helps us meet life with love and compassion and kindness and creativity and engagement. And most of all, what it gave me was hope. Gave me hope that there are possibilities in my life, beautiful, miraculous, amazing possibilities that I couldn't see with my intellect, with my experience, my database of what life was. And that has, a, has, has transformed my life into a a richer, deeper, more miraculous experience. Yeah. And I like, you know, there's a there's a teacher in the three principles that says, you know, the understanding that we have of who we really are. Makes us more grateful for the highs, but more graceful with the lows. So it, it doesn't doesn't mean we don't have the lows. It doesn't mean we don't have the challenging times. But we understand them more. We can navigate them with more grace and hope. It's beautiful. So one of the things that really drove me to create this community and even to name it spiritual intelligence is the idea that as we become more aware of our spiritual nature, as we become more aware of who we are and within the environment of life that we're playing in, the application of that information and that knowledge and that understanding back into our current life is the way that 
I've come to understand what spiritual intelligence is. It's our ability to integrate our spirituality with our humanity. And I love the idea of hope. I think that hope is, hope is definitely something that I, I could use more of in my life. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I think it's, I think it's a beautiful and very powerful energy to have hope. And a lot of times for me, hope also has with it a sense of trust, a trusting, if, if you will, of like you I don't want to say something greater than us, because for me, it's about a lot of what I am working on within myself is about that empowerment of recognizing who I am which means that there isn't a greater power beyond myself. It means that I am that greater power. And so for me, that language is, is common. It's commonly used, um, but I am interpreting it a little bit differently now. I am looking more towards recognizing that I am part of that same energy that creates life. And I am a manifestation and an expression of and part of directly connected with that energy that creates life. And what I'm struggling with within my own process, and I say struggle with a smile because it's, it's a really incredible journey to awaken to who I am within that awareness of being the greater power. And that I think is my personal challenge. And I think a lot of us are on that journey of, you know, we don't want to believe that, that we are that something greater. We can't accept that we are that something greater. We want to believe that there's something more powerful beyond us. And I wonder if it's because many of us are looking for, I don't know, someone to blame or something external from us to help us. But I think that there's a beautiful balance that comes from the journey that I've been following, which is that I am the source of my creation. I am the creator of my experience through what manifests within me. Now what manifests within me, the energy that goes through me and comes into form within my mind, within my thoughts, within my emotions and experiences, there's a balance there where I recognize that that's coming to me and it's outside of my control and it's outside of my awareness. But then there's also a empowerment that I feel when I recognize that 
I have the free will to go in any direction that I want and to accept or ignore the energies that are coming to me and through me that are either helpful or I don't find helpful. And so there's this balance again of, and the idea of being guided, I am being exposed uh, more recently to the spiritual energies, our spirit guides, our advisors, our counsel, God, mind, mind the intelligence of, of life itself. You know, people will say that, and I just heard this the other day, which I thought was beautiful, was people will say different names for different aspects, but it's all one energy. You know, we are, our guides are, our advisors are all one energy. They're all representing the energy of life, the intelligence of life. And it's just taking different forms. But there's an element of support and comfort that I personally find when I remember that I'm not alone when in my journey, in my experience, in my development, it is really helpful to, for me to remember that the energy of life, the intelligence of life is communicating to me and helping me, guiding me, showing me the way, have it be through my inner wisdom, have it be through messages and metaphors that materialize in my physical experience have it be what someone else says or shares or a book that i come across or i mean there's numerous ways in which the energy intelligence of life is giving us breadcrumbs to follow that will lead us into an easier path and an easier journey and that balance of recognizing that, yes, I am that greater power, I am that same intelligence. At the same time, that same intelligence is guiding me. So that balance of where do I fit within that is a, a, what I experience as my human intellect trying to make sense of it all, trying to put it into a structure, trying to put it into a a format that makes it easier for my human self to understand. But that I think is the journey that we're all on. And, um, and I just find it really beautiful to, to reflect on that balance between I am that greater power and there is something greater than me because I think that there is, it's a paradox that exists beautifully within our experience. And when I think about there's something greater than me, I really, I'm really thinking more from a perspective of my human experience, the me that I experience as human Daniel and the power that exists within me is the recognition that I am that greater power. And so there's that, that constant duality 
and the more that I'm able to recognize that they're both representations of the same energy, that they're both part of the same thing, then I can find an, a softer and easier navigation between both experiences. When my consciousness takes me more in one direction, or my consciousness takes me more in the other direction, it's easier for me to go back and forth between my human experience and my spiritual experience of how I experience my, my physical life. Um, because we're all, we're all in this physical experience, regardless of what we think and regardless of what we're learning to believe or to experience. Um, so that's what I was driven to share after, after what you said. I, that, that was, uh, yeah, that was beautiful. There's so much in there. Um, I, what, one aspect of what you were talking about there was how our intellect wants to understand our experience. Our intellect wants to make sense of our spiritual experience and our human experience. I, I think there's what, what I've seen for me is. I don't know what life is. I don't know what I'm doing here. It's kind of the ultimate mystery. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I begin, and this speaks to your you know, what you were talking about, making intellectual sense. When I find myself trying to understand it and feeling that I found it and then, and then looking towards that, I kind of get into trouble. <laughs> I think what what for me what I've seen if 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 I know that I I don't have a clue <laughs> you know if I if I if I know that I'm trying to make sense of it with 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 my intellect my thinking and I surrender to not knowing. If I surrender to not knowing, I, 
then I can fall out of my intellect and my need to understand and put some kind of concept behind what it is I'm trying to do. Like the, the concept of enlightenment, you know, or a concept of, of, of somewhere we need to get to. If I can let go of that and surrender to life and be open and empty to what wants to be created through me, it tends to go a lot better for me. You know, I I know I've been guilty in the past of, of following that enlightenment thing and and needing to know and, and there are so many concepts that, that that are described, but we. We can't understand it with our imagination. So for me, there's some real relief in being able to just sort of, you know, prostrate myself in front of life and say, okay, I don't know. What's next? I, I, I you know, sometimes I catch myself talking in concepts, you know, talking in bullshit. And at some point I catch myself. This is why I love this conversation that we're having. Because when we're free of trying to put form around something when when we don't have to do that when there's no right or wrong then there's a, 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 a an expanse of possibilities there's an expanse of experience Freezes. And I really love what you were saying about the bigger game. It's something, you know, that we use as a term. But ultimately, you know, we are at the junction of spiritual and human. I think I for so long made the mistake of trying to deny my humanness, you know, trying to deny 
my feelings, feeling that I should have some kind of spiritual superiority because I knew better. And that's, that's a prison as well, you know, the spiritual bypass. The joy, I love what you said, that about the experience of being human, the, 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 the being able to feel is a gift from the divine. Being able to experience is, as far as I can tell, the whole point. <laughs> and so to surrender to that, to, 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 to be able to not have that on my mind, you know, not have to be a certain way, not have to suppress certain feelings, make them wrong. I can understand them, but I don't have to try and stop them. So to me, it's, 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 you know, Sydney Banks would talk about oneness, meaning the spiritual and the physical together. They're both all one. And to, to deny one in 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 favour of the other is 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 denying part of our divine gift. So when you're talking about how we bring the spiritual experience into the our daily moment to moment life. To me, it feels like there's nothing to be denied. We can surrender to it. And we can understand it a little bit better as best we can. But even that little, that little bit of a shift in consciousness changes everything. Yeah, I think that Part of the challenge that I experience, and I imagine I'm not alone in this, is the paradox that the more I let go, the more I'm going to understand. The less I try to understand, the more I understand, because then my mind gets into good. So now I need to not understand. <laughs> so then it, it it creates this this perpetual con concept that I am searching for, and what what I am 
pointing myself more and more towards is to not have an agenda. And that is so hard to do. It is so hard for me not yeah. to have an agenda. Yeah. Um, Can I just say something there? Something that just occurred to me that, that feels really, uh, real, really feels prescient is that to me, the letting go isn't in order to understand. The letting go is in order to allow how you described it, the energy, the creative energy of life to move through us and for us to respond according to that. And then, as far as I can tell, this is how it seems to me, we have a direct experience of that. We have a direct experience of what it feels like for life to move through us and to create through us. And it's, it's, it's from that direct experience that the understanding comes. So, you know, you talked about, we talked about hope and we talked about trust. For me, those, those two things aren't based in faith. They're based in direct experience. This is what happened then and the time before and the time before. This is what I'm seeing happens when I allow life. And it's that that, that for me is uh, the touchstone for the trust mm. and the hope. So for me, the understanding comes after the fact. <laughs> it comes as a result of the experience. It does, yeah. And for yeah. me, you know, oh, I, you know, when I, you know, all the, the stuff that I've read, I had so much in my head about how things should be and how things work and. It was very, very humbling to see that, to ask myself the question not so long ago, you know, what, what, what do I actually know? What have I had direct experience of in my life? And it wasn't a lot. Daniel, <laughs> I had a, a lot of theories, but then I started looking towards what I actually know, which was what came as a direct experience, and, and to me that feels more foundational, you know, it feels like I'm not taking somebody else's idea or concept and, 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 and applying it. it. It's something that is solid in me. Yeah. One of the things that I keep on coming across and I love the idea of is, and this again is a big part of what this series is about is to help people recognize that they are in power of their life 
and it's this idea of I can only learn and I can only deepen my understanding of myself through my experience. And it is, yes, I can be exposed to, to ideas through books or through teachers or through conversations with friends and colleagues. And they might say something that's really enlightening and really powerful, and it triggers something within me. And the thing that I love is the reminder that it's not what the other person said that's powerful. It's what was awakened in me that's powerful. It's what I recognized and realized because of what they said. That's where the power lies. And so again, it becomes an empowering recognition that they're not the ones that gave me that intelligence. They're not the ones that gave me that insight. The insight and that knowledge and that understanding came from within me. And yes, it might have been triggered or awakened or influenced by what they said, but it's really about looking within and recognizing that gratitude and amazing experience of learning from within. All of our learning can only come from within. And a lot of us, many of us historically, and there's many of us in the world that are doing this now, are giving away our power to somebody else because they're a guru, they're a teacher, they're a spiritual leader, they're whatever the case may be. And they're, they yeah. know more than I do. And one of the things that I love about Sidney Banks's message is again and again, he keeps on, he kept on saying that he is no different than any of us. He is not our teacher. He is not yeah. showing us anything that we don't already know. Yeah. So he always kept on pointing us to go inside and always very humbly recognized and tried to instill in us not to quote unquote follow him not to admire him and to put him on a pedestal and and that's something that i really valued in his message and still do um and again i'm not trying to you know put him out to be this amazing person but i just really i love that reminder of it is my insight that gave me the knowledge and the growth in my understanding not what you said not what i read not what's in this beautiful yeah. poem and yeah and and that's again something that another colleague of ours um shared with me recently which i loved so it's fresh in my mind uh, that it's it's not in the poem it's in what the poem made us feel that's the that that that's the key word it's the feeling behind it and you, you you're right sid would say don't don't follow me you've got everything you need inside you but he would also say don't don't listen to me. It, it's not in the words. 
it's not in the words. If you find yourself in a nice feeling, that's it. That's it. You're looking for a nice feeling. And, you know, there's a whole conversation around that. But that, to me, is... That, that feeling is the, the, the presence of God. That's the presence of our connection with the source. That, and that is where, as you were saying, that is where the insight is coming from within us, within our connection. I remember, I, 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 I was, um, I'm often humbled when I'm coaching people. I'll, I'll be having a conversation with them and, and I'll think, oh, I, you know, I, I'll ask a question and see if they can see this. Because if they saw this, it would be really useful for them. And uh, what will happen is I'll ask the question and then they'll get really quiet. I'll go into this real space and, and they'll go, wow, you know, that's, that's yes, I've seen that, that, that. I've seen, and I'll say, okay, what have you seen? Thinking, obviously, this is something that, you know, that I passed on to them. <laughs> and then and then they'll say no i've seen yeah i've seen this and this and absolutely nothing to do with what i've said <laughs> <laughs> they've just seen something for themselves which has absolutely nothing to do with what i've said but they were powerful. in a feeling they were in a feeling See, i i I honestly believe, you know, mind, whatever the conversation, whatever, you know, Sid speaking or whatever, mind is constantly interpreting in a way that we need to hear. In a way that we need to hear. And that's why Sid would say it's not in the words. Because if we get in that feeling, we get in that space. We have what we need. It's already there. So I can, I can take, you know, <laughs> Can take my ego off the table completely. <laughs> I've given up thinking that uh, it's anything to do with my coaching. It's 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 watching somebody's wisdom and insight being brought forward.
And when we touch that space, that deeper dimension, it 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 just it it bubbles. It doesn't stop bubbling. I think I I always see it, and this is my my interpretation of it. But I see that guidance, that wisdom, that, in, that insights, or not even insights, but shifts, I see them happening all the time in, in the most ordinary things, as well as in the most profound things. in a way that we drive our car, in the way that we cross the road. There's a, there's wisdom bubbling up and we're acting on it. We just don't know what it is. Mm. We tend to, this is my view, we tend to think of wisdom and intuition as being, you know, the big profound things that, that change our life. But I, 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 I think it's happening every moment. We just don't recognise it. There's something that you said earlier that I'd like to go back to. And I love what you've been saying. And it reminds me of being at peace with where we are. And being comfortable with whatever it is that we're experiencing And the reason that I want to bring this up is because, and trying to figure out how to word it, um, many of us are learning about how to live life and are being exposed to ideas of what that means and are interpreting it as, therefore, this is how I must live my life. This is how I must manage my thinking. This is how I must experience or direct my thoughts, or this is how I must dot, dot, dot. And one of the things that I found beautiful in the direction that I've been going in for the last few years, which was transformative in my own experience, is the letting go of that I must. There is no right or wrong is something that you said earlier. There is no wrong in me feeling frustrated with my mother. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes, that is not something that I enjoy, 
but it is an experience of life. It is a reality of my experience. And the idea behind being comfortable and being okay with whatever experience we're having is not that we're necessarily going to be comfortable and enjoy being angry or frustrated or being sad or, or being feeling miserable. We're not going to enjoy those. But there's an element of acceptance and allowance so that when we are feeling those and experiencing those, they are going through us. They are a momentary expression of energy that is manifesting in the moment and that it will not last. It is temporary. And when I find myself living in experiences that I am not necessarily enjoying, quote unquote, there's a faith and a trust and hope and a knowing that comes from the recognition that it is temporary and that it will pass. And what we're pointing people towards in this conversation is a recognition that our default state of being is one of well-being. Our default state of being is one of peace of mind and of love and of acceptance and understanding. That is our default state of mind. And there's a lot of power and strength and hope that comes from recognizing that when I am experiencing something that's unpleasant, I can just allow that to be without judgment, without criticism, without beating myself up because I'm experiencing that. And yes, manage myself accordingly so that I minimize whatever damage I might cause when I'm in that state. But at the same time, it's about allowing myself and forgiving myself and accepting myself within those states so that I don't self-criticize and self-judge and, and self-abuse myself afterwards to constantly create all of this noise in my head of how I should have been or could have been or what I could have done. And, and it's just a It's a, it's a never ending journey that we're on of looking beyond our experience and at our true nature so that we can live with more ease of our experience. And that's one of the things that I am recognizing more and more within myself because I am involved with somebody in my life, one of my family members that is very self-critical. So it's constantly 
affecting that individual. And it's a reminder to me of the grace that we can live in if we just allow ourselves to experience whatever it is we're experiencing without judgment. So I'm just keeping an eye on the time right now and we have about six minutes and I would love to end this conversation, if you will, on anything that you would like to share, anything that comes up, have it be something that was triggered by a conversation that we had or have it be something completely new. What's coming up for me is the idea that we're not looking towards our intellect we're not looking towards form for something to hang our hat on you know we're, we're not looking towards concepts and ideas we're not looking towards people and places and events for our stability. Because everything in form comes and goes. What doesn't come and go? is who we really are. The energy of life, the expression of life that we are whether in form more formless is always there. And the aspects of that deeper formless part of ourselves, the spiritual part, the love and the compassion and the kindness, and the passion and the creativity and the, everything that comes from that deeper dimension of ourselves. That's what we can rely on.
So when you were talking about when you're being when you're being comfortable with being uncomfortable, there's uh, a sometimes distant, but there's a knowing that there is that part of ourselves that doesn't come and go, that doesn't can't be touched, can't be broken. That will be at long after the form of our bodies has come and gone. When we look to that aspect of ourselves, when we use that as our orientation, life becomes miraculous and beautiful and rich and deep and full of all those things, love, kindness, the connection, Each moment becomes an expression of that connection with our true selves. That's what came. Beautiful. And of course, I'll have your information in the description of the episode. But if there's someone that would like to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do so? The best way would be to email me at um, Steph, S-T-E-F, at yourunlimitedpotential.co.uk. That's yourunlimitedpotential.co.uk potential.co.uk beautiful beautiful so thank you Steph for everything that uh, that we've shared I've really enjoyed this conversation and um, I'm sure that we will have another conversation in the future yeah. yeah Daniel thank you so much for inviting me it's so good to be in your presence and to hear yeah, to hear your wisdom, you've uh, you've touched me. Oh, thank you. I appreciate okay. that. Likewise. Well, my friend, I'm sure we will talk again at some point, um, and I'm sure our listeners will be looking forward to that conversation again. I um, I can't wait. So for now, until next time. Bye bye. Bless you. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you heard something new that invites you to reflect, to go within and deepen your own understanding of life and of our universal experience. 
If you enjoyed this conversation, please follow the podcast series on your favorite listening app and share this episode with others that you feel would enjoy it as well. Until next time, may we all soar with inspiration, explore with passion, and live with love.